Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Welcome to the Corlin Economics Report, a weekly look at financial and political topics relating to asset-based investing. Guests on this program pay no fees to appear, and guests and hosts disclose any equity interest in companies profiled. Now, the Corlin Economics Report. Hey, everyone. Welcome in to the weekend edition of the KE Report. Corey and Chad here, your host for this weekend's edition. Also, your host on our website, kereport.com, and podcast, The KE Report, on a daily basis covering market moves, company updates, and any key economic data that moves markets, or at least we think is important for investors. On this weekend show, we're going to start off more broad commentary on the macro environment as well as markets and in the second half of the first hour move more into resource focused comments we're kicking off the show with peter bukvar chief investment officer at bleakley financial group also editor of the book report which you can find on substack which is a very valuable resource for me on a daily basis where peter breaks down key market moves key earnings reports really anything that's important for investors to digest Peter, I do want to start on the macro front. As I said, with the book report, you really break down all the key data. There can be a lot of data that's thrown at us on a weekly, even monthly basis. What, in your eyes, has been some of the standout data that investors, especially market participants, need to be aware of? I think what's so unusual about all the economic data are the extraordinary amount of mixed signals we're getting. It's really, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen in the years I've been doing this, seen so many mixed signals and cross currents. You take consumer spending. In the aggregate, the last print was a bit weaker than expected. You have high-end consumer spending doing well on experiences and leisure and hospitality and going to concerts, going off to dinner. But then the lower-income consumer has been very, quote-unquote, choiceful, according to the, the Walmart CFO. You have, in the housing market... The pace of existing home transactions near a 30-year low, but new build doing better. Uh, You have manufacturing around the world that is essentially in a recession uh, and has been for the last year plus, but hopes that we're about to embark on a a restocking period that would lift manufacturing. Uh, You have an enormous amount of government spending that is also helping to uh, lift GDP growth. But on the other hand, you have trade, global trade, that's somewhat muted part of the slowdown in the spending on goods. So it's just a lot of weird puts and takes that can't just say the economy is good or bad or, or, or whatever. You really need to, to look at it in a, in a more nuanced way with a lot of these mixed signals. It's very confusing, to be honest. Peter, one thing that I found very interesting is that this year, yes, rates have moved higher. Is that the very tail end of last year? The 10-year was down at about 3.7, 3.8%. It's moved up to about 4.3% usually, or at least a couple of years ago when we saw rates moving higher, markets were impacted. But it hasn't seemed to hurt the markets. The markets continue to push to or near at least all-time highs. Is it just the market accepting higher for longer is here, but still they need to put their money somewhere, and it seems like markets are that preferred choice? It's Well, let's separate out the market because the market, too, has been very bifurcated. It's really been a big cap market and big cap tech. It's been, been big cap weight loss drug and big infrastructure spend, whether that is helping Caterpillar or, or other type of industrials. So it's not just... NVIDIA. It is other big names, but it's like McDonald's too. It's like mega, mega large names that people are finding comfort in and much less so in anything smaller mid cap where people are more worried about the higher cost of capital and still mediocre economic growth in the aggregate. I mean, you look at the day that the day after NVIDIA reported earnings and the NASDAQ was up 3%. The advanced decline line at that on that particular day in the NASDAQ was negative, which is kind of shocking to see how separated 
parts of this market are. And it's interesting, even within you know the big cap tech names, which we used to call the Magnificent Seven, it's really down to the Fab Four. Tesla's out. Apple's out. Google now is is possibly out. As people question their ability to compete against AI, other generative AI sources, and Apple's growth is almost non-existent, and Tesla is dealing with its own now car issues. So we're down to four names in terms of that grouping. You know, divergences can last for a while, but it just you just wonder how long this one can go for. Well, Peter, you do a good job in talking to your subscribers about what you see from the earnings calls. What other patterns or what other information are you seeing in the guidance from the earnings reports that we just saw from Q4 of last year? Well, let's take technology. I mean, obviously, anything connected to AI is still doing well. But I think the, the surprising report that we got just recently was Palo Alto Networks in the very hot cybersecurity industry. And what was most interesting is the CEO mentioned spending fatigue in that if you're a company, you're getting overloaded with cyber offerings and you wonder if each incremental spend is you're going to get a return on that investment. That was definitely surprising and particularly, again, in light of uh, a part of tech that we all know has a large growth rate ahead of it, but uh, maybe we got a little bit ahead of our skis in terms of the, the rate of that growth in cyber. We're just beginning to get a bunch of retail earnings. And you know, I mentioned earlier what the CFO of Walmart said about Choiceful, Home Depot and Lowe's, you know, talked about still a soft do-it-yourself type business and a better professional business. Uh, I'm sure as we get more over the next couple of weeks, uh, the, the discounters like TJ Maxx will be doing better than the Nordstrom's just because as people, more people look for value. Uh, Walmart talked about again, I think multiple quarters now, about how more people making more than 100 grand are shopping in their stores. Um, on the industrial side, if you were have any sort of exposure to infrastructure spend, you're doing fine, like the aggregate companies, Martin Marietta Materials, Vulcan Materials. If you are benefiting from the building of these manufacturing facilities, building EV batteries and, and chips, you seem to be doing fine in steel, you know, as a raw material that obviously feeds into that. So uh, there's definitely a lot of positive talk there. But, you know, if you're doing business globally, Europe is essentially in a recession. China slowed down. Japan is technically in a recession. So if you're a big multinational, you know, there, there's a, a challenging macroeconomic environment out there. And, and we heard that from uh, a lot of different companies. So, you know, getting back to, you know, how we started this, there's just so many cross currents. And unlike I think I've seen in my years doing this. How does this play into currency trading then? The U.S. dollar continues to hang up in this almost trading range. It has done fairly well this year, but again, it's not breaking out. It's widely in the middle of a trading range since the very beginning of 2023. We do get a lot of data that shows other countries are struggling. The U.S. seems to have some of the better data out there. How are you looking at currencies, the balance there? I, you know, I always think to... to, to slice and dice the currency space also, and not just say, okay, the dollar's up, the dollar's down. I mean, you know, the, the, you, know, you talked about a trading range, and it feels like that's what we've been in. Like, you take the euro, it seems like we're in this never-ending 105 to 115 trading range. And now we're, you know, pretty much smack in the middle. Uh, you look at the British pound, for example, and we've sort of been on this 120, 130 trading range, and now we're, you know, just under 127, so called still relatively middle of the range there. So I think the, the, you know, the incredible rally in the dollar that began in June 2021, when Jay Powell said we're now thinking about taper and QE, and then ended in November 2022, just as the Fed was slowing down the pace of their rate increases. And now, you know, the dollar is just kind of chopping around. But what is interesting is with this uptick in interest rates, you know, the dollar has gotten a little bit of a lift, but, you know, not much of one. You know, there, there is downside risk here for the dog because I don't see the upside scenarios for it, to be honest. All right, Peter, very interesting. We're out of time for this segment, but we're having you back on next segment, so everyone stick around. We're going to be right back. Al Corlin's firm, A.B. Corlin & Associates Incorporated, provides consulting services to public companies on matters of regulatory compliance. To find out more, follow the link from www.kereport.com. The Corlin Economics Report will be back after this brief timeout. 
you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Weekly fix on finance and investing. This is the Corlin Economics Report. Welcome back. We are continuing to chat with Peter Bookbar, Chief Investment Officer at Weekly Financial Group. Peter, let's get into the gold trade here. Gold holding above two thousand, but it doesn't have a whole lot of excitement around it. What are your thoughts on gold? It's set up currently. Well, considering this move higher in interest rates after the drop late last year. Gold trades like a champ, in my opinion. Gold has traded like a champ 
since the beginning of 2022 in the face of that dollar rally I just mentioned and the most aggressive monetary tightening in 40 years. Um, what doesn't trade like a champ are, of course, the gold miners, which you guys know as well as anybody, but gold itself trades great. Silver trades poorly because I think it's trading more with with copper and worries about global growth and then as a monetary metal like gold is. But you, you got to give gold a lot of credit, and we certainly know where that big level of demand is coming from, that being central banks. Uh, the World Gold Council just a few weeks ago talked about the record amount of 2023 central bank buying that was pretty much in line with the record level in 2022. And why should that stop, especially now that there's, you know, an interesting thing with gold is, you know, putting aside how it's going to trade against the dollar or other currencies and, and interest rates. Uh, another big thing is is the, the big debate within the EU and the U.S. is what to do with the 300 billion-ish amount of reserves of Russian central bank reserves that we confiscated, or I should say we froze. <laughs> we haven't confiscated it yet. But the, the, the talk that we could confiscate it and we could use it to rebuild Ukraine or we could use it as collateral for loans that would then rebuild Korea. I mean, Ukraine. I mean, if we start sort of taking that money, uh, it would give a lot of foreign governments and central banks even more reason to lessen their depends, dependence on U.S. assets and further the purchases of gold. So that would be the, the next thing that I would be watching for because now I don't know even if it happened how it would end up legally, how long, how drawn out this would be. But, you know, that, that's a big thing here in, in, in the eyes of foreigners who are wondering whether their assets can be taken away uh, at, at, at someone else's whim. Peter, as you said, the gold stocks, they're not doing very well. The majors, mid-tiers, juniors, all continuing to struggle. You tend to focus a little bit more on the majors. Why is there just no interest in these major miners when they do report record revenue numbers? Quite depressing, I have to say. And, and I, I, I wonder, you know, why do we torture ourselves um, being in this business? But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, part of it is, you know, it's a lumpy business and subject to unforeseen costs, unforeseen political issues, you know, you take Newmont, for example, where they really disappointed. And, and I, I just think if you have a lot of people that, that, that are generalists that, that sort of tiptoe their way into the space when they want to play gold, I mean, Druckenmiller's last uh, 13F, he bought Barrick and Newmont. I'm sure he didn't do a deep, deep dive on both companies. He just said, you know what, I want to get long some of these bombed out gold miners. I'm just going to buy the biggest. And then on then fast forward, they report earnings and they miss by a penny or five cents and, and all, all the algorithms smash it, even though they're still making plenty of money. Now, Newmont, of course, cut their dividends. So that disappointed people. But, you know, I, I, I think you have people in here thinking that I'm going to own it and gold's above 2000 and these guys are going to be at estimates and I'm just going to ride this sort of momentum. And, you know, it's not that simple uh, when you're, when you're dealing with a business that's, so unpredictable on the cost side. Now, at some point, if gold continues to stay above 2000 and profit margins remain very wide for these businesses, which I still think they are, and gold even takes another leg higher, which I think it will, you know, then, then you'll, you'll get money back into this group. But um, there's no doubt it's extraordinarily frustrating and um, maddening, to be perfectly honest. Well said, Peter. I think there's probably some frustrated people in the sector, us included, on this call. But when you look at the rest of the commodity sector and a lot of the other metals, you mentioned silver is trading more like copper and that there's concerns about global growth. A lot of people point to China and the health of the Chinese economy or, the, or the, I guess, the lack of health there and their real estate problems and some of the other problems in their stock market. And that's spilling over into how the need for commodity buying from China will affect the whole sector. How are you looking at the rest of the commodity sector in lieu of not just the U.S. growth, not just Europe and Japan, but also China? So no, no doubt, at least on the construction side, uh, you're not going to get the lift in demand for commodities like you once did. But the EV rollout, the, the need for uh, a bigger and more robust electrical grid, not only in China, but in the, in the whole world, you need a lot of metals for that, particularly copper. And I think that people also don't appreciate the amount of infrastructure spend that is going on in India. 
it's extraordinary. And that is going to offset, if not already, uh, any slowdown that we see in the demand for industrial metals out of China. India is, I mean, the amount of highway build, road build, bridge build that they're doing uh, is unbelievable. I mean, they're reducing a drive from point A from point B from seven hours to two. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on over there, and uh, they're going to be a voracious bid under a lot of different commodities for years to come. Peter, one other thing you've been writing about, and I'd love for you to share at least some details on this, is other contrarian sectors, other areas that you think could be in for a bit of rotation of capital into. Well, commodities, definitely, particularly the metals, which you know are bombed out. I just got bullish again on uh, agriculture and the fertilizer stocks. I had been long them going into the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and you had this spike because everyone was worried about you know, what the supply what the supply situation was going to be with Ukraine. Got out of that position uh, in you know early 2022 and waited for an opportunity to get back in. And my catalyst was uh, the sharp drop in crop prices, particularly corn and soybeans, which are multi-year lows, and the non-commercial, so spec uh, short position in both corn and soybeans are at a record high. And that's usually a good contrarian indicator uh, to look at the opposite direction. The fertilizers are down sharply. They're down about half from where they were just a couple of years ago on that Russia spike. And um, so that I find attractive. Another area where I think investors can can find a space to, to, to invest in. And also energy, very bullish on energy stocks that um, sort of have done nothing. But oil stays between 75 and 80. These companies are printing money. And uh, there's a lot of shareholder returns that can be had. So I think that that's an area, while everyone's focused on AI and NVIDIA, and again, like I said earlier, a lot of the big mega cap stocks, there there are other places where you can make some money where the fundamentals are pretty good. All right, Peter, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for your time. I love reading over the book report on a daily basis. Look, I get a lot of information out of that, trying to make sense of all the data and all the different market news as well as company comments. Again, you can follow Peter on Substack at The Book Report, also Chief Investment Officer at Weekly Financial Group. Peter, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you, guys. Always great to chat. To find out more about today's guests, visit us on the web at www.kereport.com. You're listening to the Corlin Economics Report. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. Soon, thousands of hours of security footage from the 2021 Capitol riot will be made public. House Speaker Mike Johnson has announced the release of 5,000 hours of video from the U.S. Capitol grounds. The Speaker changed course from the original plan to blur the faces of rioters, citing logistical challenges. For now, the risk of a government shutdown has been averted. President Biden signed a government funding bill, extending the deadline further into the month. 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis rejecting a bill designed to restrict children's access to social media platforms. Despite overwhelming support in both the House and Senate, DeSantis expressed discomfort with its wording. Lawmakers will revisit the issue with a revised bill. This is USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Providing unique reporting on markets and companies since 1990. This is the Corlin Economics Report. All right, welcome back. Continuing to listen to the weekend edition of the KE Report. I hope everybody enjoyed those first two segments with Peter Bookvar, where we talked more macro and dove a little bit more into the markets. As promised, we're shifting our focus to the more the resource sector as we are chatting with Joe Mazumdar, editor of Exploration Insights. Now, Joe, a quick recap of a recent trip you were on down in Australia. You went on a few site visits and really were down there just getting a feel for that market. We have heard that Australian markets focused on resources. They were doing a lot better. Their companies were building mines and their markets were taking note. Their markets, I've heard, have turned over a little bit, but look, they're not in the doldrums like kind of what we're seeing in North America here. Joe, what was your takeaway from the Australia trip? Did you learn anything new? Yes. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So I went there uh, ostensibly to visit uh, three different projects in southern eastern Australia, and that would be uh, New South Wales, Victoria, and uh, Tasmania. And so with respect to New South Wales, we all know about the the Cadia Porphyry Copper Gold project that's being mined by um, Newcrest, now now Newmont, um, a large block cave operation, low cost. That's in New South Wales um, near the town of Orange. And as you take what's known as the Macquarie Arc, where that's hosted in this volcanic belt, if you take it up north, it starts going undercover, and that's where this company that I have shares in Inflection Resources is looking. And as we were talking about was, you know, exploration, that type of exploration that they're doing, broad space holes that are multi-kilometers apart, checking out new geophysical techniques and looking for those kind of uh, Cadia-like billion-dollar a copper gold deposit, billion tons, sorry, uh, copper gold deposits, multi-billion-dollar assets, Undercover, that 
is probably not a program that can be funded by the retail market due to the fickleness of the market. So that has been, is being funded by a major company, Anglo Gold Ashanti, South African-based. Now they're moving their HQ to Denver because of the Silicon Gold project that they found. They are funding that, and that's a multi-year program. And so when they drill something and what they're doing it requires multi-year funding and a long-term approach, which is not always the approach that the retail market looks for. And so I, I feel that there's always been a bit of a you know, misalignment, let's say, between the people that are funding you in the Canadian market and what some people are trying to do. Well, Joe, another thing we were talking about before the call with as far as the Australian resource sector is they have a little bit different mindset when they're looking at a project for exploration or even development, because a lot of times those companies move right into also building the project, keeping the same team in place. It's a different mindset that we see in North America where companies drill things for marketing purposes, even if they know the project may not work out, and they usually are hoping that they're going to get bought out. Could you maybe speak to that? difference in the way they approach the projects. Yeah, there's a a lot more uh, companies in Australia that filter projects with the idea that they could be built. And and so when they filter based on that, they reduce the amount of projects that they would actually uh, put into their company or, or list on. And then when they list, there's no disinterested shareholders like people that are in flow through or looking for a you know a tax loss. All these shareholders are buying into that same idea, and and a lot of the projects you know like you know like Bellevue Gold, uh, you know those uh, Gold Road with their joint venture uh, that they did with Goldfields. You know these projects end up getting built. Gold Road that we held in Exploration Insights that was the quickest turnaround that I've ever seen from from discovery to production, which was under five years. Ridiculous. And I'm talking actually the first discovery hole. Uh, So that sort of thing seems to happen more often in the Australian market than it happens in the the Canadian market. That's, uh, That's definitely the case. So, Joe, is there anything we can carry over to the North American markets here for investors when they're looking at investing in any of these exploration companies that could help the companies, could actually help the investments move higher? Well, this is an interesting question because what was weird was when I went down to Victoria, which I'd visited six years prior when I visited New Market Gold, when they had the Fosterville mine, when they were just finding what they're calling, quote unquote, epizonal gold, uh, which is associated with uh, stibnite, uh, antimony mineralization, uh, they were finding this new gold mineralization. And New Market was Canadian listed. And uh, they went there and, and bought that mine when no Australian company would buy it. Before that, they, it was Crocodile Gold. The merger was about $190 million combined companies. They started finding this deposit, drilling it, and this ended up being a billion-dollar takeout uh, by Kirkland. Kirkland ended up going for whatever it was, 9 or $10 billion by Agnico. So definite value accretion. And the question that I got at the Victoria Gold Conference, you know, where are the Australian explorers in that in this you know area? Why are all the Canadians doing this? And and that was interesting because I I was under the impression it was the opposite in most of these places. Because in Canada we're seeing a lot of influx by ASX listed companies, especially with lithium in Quebec. So I think it happens on both sides that you know uh, Canadian listed companies will go to Australia, Australian listed companies will come here, and and. It happens and people dual list. But it's funny that, you know, when, when I went to Australia, I went with the idea that, oh, they're doing so much better than we are. And as you point out, that's probably turned a bit because then they're now they're talking about how badly they're doing, uh, which is kind of interesting uh, right now. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, these markets flip and, and Australia was doing very well in the last two to three years. That's probably stabilized to going a bit down. 
And now the question is, will the TSX and the TSX Venture rebound now? Boy, I hope so, Joe. A lot of people listening, I'm sure, probably hope so as well. But I think you made an excellent point in the pre-call when we were also talking about how they approach drilling a project. So this does apply to all exploration companies in all countries. The concept of drill it to kill it versus drill it to market it. And I think that they do a better job in Australia of drilling a project out to look for the red flags. And you mentioned that's exactly what we do in Exploration Insight. So maybe speak to that idea. Well, here's the thing is that these guys try to filter for with the idea that it can get built. You know, not necessarily taken out, but it can get built, maybe by a smaller producer, an intermediate producer. Uh, that's not something that the Canadian uh, market is interested in. They're not interested in a smaller production scenario. They want it to get bought out. They don't want to get into development. And that's why we have this Lausanne curve where most of retail bails after the resource comes out, or there's no resource, because they don't want the de-risking. They don't want to pay for de-risking. Whereas in the Australian market, they don't mind as much, because their idea is to bring it into production and and generate cash flow. It's a different mindset, which produces different, let's say, products in terms of companies and management teams that are more aligned to getting that project actually built. So you'll see a more potentially diverse suite of of people on the board, of the management. And so, you know, you're not going to see seven accountants on the board. It doesn't make any sense because they're not all going to add the same value. Uh, So you'll see more engineers for an exploration project. You'll see a metallurgist, you know, those sort of people, which you need early to better help you filter these projects. Yeah, when you put it that way, Joe, that makes perfect sense. We're out of time for this segment, but we're having you back on next segment, and we're going to focus a little bit more on the markets then and what you're doing within your portfolio. Everyone stick around. We're going to be right back with Joe Mazumdar. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. I need more time to file my taxes. Help! On irs.gov, you can use IRS Free File to get six more months. Or you can submit IRS Form 4868 by the April deadline. If you owe taxes, you can make an electronic payment and get a filing extension with no need to submit Form 4868. Go to irs.gov for details. But remember, an extension of time to file is not an extension of time to pay what you owe. 
When I was a kid, I wanted to be just like Cal Ripken. It's definitely humbling to know that now people are calling me a hero. Instead of finding the IED with my metal detector, the IED found me first, and that resulted in double above knee amputations. It's hard to describe the feeling of meeting somebody that you've always wanted to be like. There are people now that are looking up to you for their inspiration and to be their role model. Visit SaluteHeroes.org to learn more. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Welcome back. Final segment of the first hour of the weekend edition of the KE Report. We are continuing to chat with Joe Mazumdar. Joe, final comment on this whole exploration company narrative. Majors, they seem to be investing a lot in exploration. Some of them seem to be having a lot of success. Do you see majors starting to take over the role from these explorers and just simply do their own work? Uh, yes, in a sense that they, some of them do have money. And uh, the probably one of the ones that you're talking about that have done really well is Anglo Gold Ashanti on their Silicon Merlin project. Uh, I follow that one quite closely because we own Origin. We've owned that for a while. And they have a 1% NSR royalty on a big area of interest that, that encompasses the Silicon Merlin, which started off as about 4 million ounces at Silicon and they've added another nine, at least, at Merlin. And so that was a huge discovery. The management, uh, you know, backed the geologist, even though this was undercover and with not much of a, um, a geochemical footprint, but they had a geological model that they tested, and they hit. So kudos to them. And now the deposit that's really uh, added a significant amount of the resource for them year on year is Merlin, which wasn't the original discovery. So, And this is an area that's been trodden. This is Walker Lane. You have had deposits in this area near the Beatty District. It really makes people rethink when when they decide that Nevada or some of these other places are well-trodden and there's no point in looking. Let's go to someplace else where there's less exploration done. You know, when you could do that in Nevada, that's that's a big deal. But there are a lot of companies, like, like let's say, Newmont, that have not been able to replace reserves at any kind of significant level without, without M&A. So I can see more companies, majors, trying to do more joint ventures, earn-ins, something like that with, 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 with those kind of companies that they could fund multi-year programs looking for deposits that they want in jurisdictions where they want to work without the problem with a major is when they spend money and do it themselves, they're paying about one and a half times probably in terms of expiration dollars than a junior because of all their safety rules. Oh, we can only use this helicopter company, which is twice as expensive as this one. You know, we have to have this in the camp, whereas the junior wouldn't have that. So they understand their own limitations. And so when they do these joint ventures, they don't want to take over the joint venture and prefer to pay a management fee to the junior, which helps them with their GNA. And they don't want to take it over until there's something to take over. Like there's a, there's a big resource and they want to convert it into a reserve, which gets expensive. And at that point, the best thing for the junior to do is leave, take that NSR and walk away and do it all over again. 
So, Joe, what what are you telling some of your subscribers in terms of this environment where it's not just the exploration companies that are selling down, it's also the majors. The metals prices are broadly moving sideways, but there just isn't that love for, let's call it 95 to 98% of the stocks out there. A couple stocks continue to do well, but overall, capital is tight, share prices are down, and investors are wondering, what can I do to save my portfolio, or should I even have a portfolio in this sector? Yes, and you know, and why shouldn't I just invest in Nvidia or something like that? The, the amount that trades is almost the same market capitalization of two of the the largest diversified miners. The total market cap of that you know AI company is, I think, of the top ten or something like that uh, diversified miners in the mineral sector. So what we're seeing now is the undercapitalization, low valuation of a lot of these companies that are actually attracting hedge funds to come into the market to look at the mineral sector and start investing in it. But I'm not sure. I mean, that'll have to get to a trickle-down effect for the juniors because the junior market is too illiquid for them. But it will happen uh, because these market, the, these investors is, uh, are, are looking at this market thinking there's there's no way with the the potential mineral demand and the supply issues that uh, you know that we shouldn't be involved uh, in developing more projects and so maybe what we'll see is more capital coming in to help these development projects get over the hump. So from that investment angle, even for the retail sector, is cash king right now? Companies that have cash, or even companies, even if they're in small scale production, if they're generating cash, is that making them stand out in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, the thing is that you want to look at somebody's work. If you like the company, you like their plan, then the question is, is their plan funded? And so you know you've got a 12-month or a 24-month runway. You don't want to come in and say, oh, you know, and you need money? Okay, then you fund them, and then, you know, they don't hit. And it's like, ah, that's too bad, and i got to hold the stock for another four months. It's probably best to to have those ones that are funded. They're already going. They don't need your money. You could buy it in the market, and then you could sell it in the market as well if it doesn't work out. You know, those warrants when nothing happens aren't worth anything. Oh, we've seen that time and time yeah. again. Hey, warrants not being <laughs> worth anything. I guess to that point then, Joe, for companies that you can actually buy in the market, how much are you watching volumes right now? Because there are a number of companies that go no bid or quite frankly trade just a couple thousand shares a day. Well, that is the problem for a lot of people because in terms of these investors that want to get into the market, when they say, oh, you know, I'm really interested in the juniors, when they say juniors, they mean billion-dollar market cap companies. They're not talking about what we're talking about. So it'll be a while, or, or if ever, that they'll ever you know, fund the kind of small companies we're talking about. So I, I think to get companies that are serious about exploration, that require multi-year programs, the majors have to step up, especially in the gold sector, uh, to fund these programs because they're not doing a heck of a lot, most of them. And it's the innovative juniors that you want to be associated with that the majors would want to align themselves with. That's really where you want to focus in on. So what is innovative out there? What are companies doing that are different than what we've seen over the last few decades? So another thing we've been doing is looking a lot at, at new innovations. Like, you know, the new forms of assaying, like the CRISO system that they put together in Australia, where they could, you know, they can assay faster and they're better reproducibility. Uh, so that's on the assay side. On another side is is uh, deep geophysics, where these guys are using passive seismic methods to look, you know, multiple kilometers under uh, undercover for targets. And I'm talking to these guys about what they're doing. And, and so for me, that's very interesting to see what these new technologies, uh, because in, in stable jurisdictions that have been well-trodden, some of the new concepts are undercover, deep cover. I mean, I was doing that in Australia back in the 90s. So the Australians are very well 
I don't know, uh, versed in, in doing that. And now they've had another two decades to study how to do that. And they're really advanced in doing it. And here's another point that I'll bring up with respect to Australia versus other jurisdictions. Uh, the Australian government funds a lot of regional geophysical surveys themselves and then gives that information to everybody. So that sort of levels the playing field for a lot of juniors. So these big data sets that sometimes only major companies can fly if they flew them in, let's say, parts of Africa. But here in Australia, the government will fly it for you and give you the data. And you can interpret it you want, and you can go pick your own ground. And so they'll do big regional magnetic surveys. They'll do gravity surveys. They'll do all of this stuff. And, and also, if you've got a new concept, like I was just in Tasmania, if you're drilling a new hole in a new area, they'll give you $70,000, up to $70,000 for each hole. So uh, compare that, compare that to flow through. What would you rather do? I mean, if, if I was an investor, I'd rather the Canadian government, you know, gave tax breaks for funding or did their own funding uh, for these big geophysical surveys and stuff like that, that they just gave to everybody. And everybody had them and everybody could do something with it as opposed to, you know, funding these lifestyle companies. Yeah. Us funding those lifestyle companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fun, the one fun. thing that really gets everybody. Well, very interesting chat here, Joe. Thanks for first and foremost, sharing your recent trip to Australia and also doing a little comparison in terms of what companies are doing over there compared to what we're seeing in North America. Everyone, thanks for listening in to this weekend show. Please remember to go back and check out our website, kereport.com, and podcast, The KE Report, to listen to all the daily editorials and company updates. I greatly appreciate all the emails that you all send me, so keep those coming as well. Joe, everyone listening, I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. For our upcoming appearance schedule, visit kereport.com. The Corlin Economics Report will be back in just a moment. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 no other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523.